there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurbs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I am your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 117, season 6, episode 14, entitled Kidnapped by Danger, originally airing March 22nd, 2012. David, if you would, please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Kidnapped by Danger, the Avery Jessup story, has been fast-tracked at NBC, and after Liz finishes the script over the weekend, they're already on to table reads and all sorts of other things without any editing. Without any, really anyone sitting looking at it. They were just like, just get it. Because I mean, like, I just, anyway, go on. I got more to say about that. May I continue my synopsis slash summary? Absolutely. So much has already taken place that Jenna's already written a song for the movie that she's imagining herself winning awards for. But after Weird Al parodies it and she has to perform it on the Jimmy Fallon show that night, she works with Tracy to write a song that's unparodiable. Meanwhile, after Diana Jessup, Avery's mom, finds out about the movie production from her housekeeper, she flies to New York to try to put a stop to it, but ends up whisked away by the actor cast to play Jack in the TV movie. Finally, now that Kenneth is totally out of a job at 30 Rock, he starts from the bottom of the ladder as a janitor. And we learn the truth of like how he exists, like just how he goes about every single day. It's kind of a dark reveal that he just lies to himself every day. Everybody does it. Yeah, but I don't know. It's it's a nice reveal because I don't really remember any sitcom before this or really since. Maybe like Always Sunny would dip into this territory, but going that dark with a character to reveal that their happiness is completely clouded by just lying, just sheer lying to themselves every day to get through any day is a struggle. It's just- How else could you put up with being a page for all those years? And then even losing that. If you really love the work, I mean, I don't know. If you love your job, you don't work a day in your life. Oh, that's such a boomer expression. It's not anything anyone our age would ever say outside of an ironic stance. Yeah. Uh, no, this is a busy episode, but as busy as it is, like, it doesn't feel congested. Like, there's a lot going on, but it all sort of, it all sort of works without being like one story getting not enough time or one story getting too much time. I think it all works. Um, Again, it feels like Liz, even though Liz is a big part of the production, she kind of she kind of plays in the background, I think, in a lot of this episode. Like, she's not really the main star. She's more just kind of involved in some of the storylines. I don't know. But, uh, no, this is, a, this is a fun episode. I enjoyed it a lot. Especially the Weird Al. I like Weird Al, so anytime he pops up on a show is a, a lot of fun. Uh, I like the parody songs. I like that Jenna and Tracy are out parodying someone who prides themselves on doing nothing but parody songs and he then parodies the parody to make it a normal song it's just it's a lot of fun with that storyline um i just i remember weird al shows up on 30 rock i remember the kidnapped by danger storyline but all of this sort of just felt like new again to me for the first time but uh yeah i enjoyed it what are your thoughts it all felt like new the first time to me too Good contribution. You're doing so good. Yeah, overall I liked it a lot. 
I would say the only storyline that didn't do as much for me was the Diana one. Like I, I like I guess I realized the point of it was like give closure to the sort of will they, won't they, whatever tension from the first episode she was on. But it felt kind of tacked on to the rest of the episode in a way that didn't improve it for me. Yeah, but I, I am glad they sort of dropped that storyline relatively quickly because, I don't know, just another love triangle or another weird romance for Jack. Like, we just, like, they even touched it on this in this episode with the whole Nancy Avery thing. Like, we didn't need another storyline, much less one involving a mother and a daughter loving the same man. Like, it just seemed a little kind of hacky. Um, so I'm glad they sort of dropped it almost immediately after they've introduced it a few episodes back. So, yeah, it's good. But I, I agree. I think that that uh, if you needed to cut something from this episode, that could have gone. But at the same time, I'm happy that it's over, yeah. that they've squashed it, and it shouldn't be a returning thing. Yeah, because then I guess you have to resolve it at some point and before Avery comes back. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it probably would have felt that way in any episode it it was just because I mean as you mentioned like it's kind of a yet another would be yet another triangle the whole mother versus daughter thing is just a lot more yeah yeah uh any other thoughts before we hop in let's hop in alright so our cold open is going to set up Jack and Liz's storylines in regards to the production of Kidnapped by Danger the Avery Jessup story Lemon? What do you think? Kidnapped by Danger, colon, the Avery Jessup story, comma, brought to you with limited commercial interruptions by Pride Bladder Control Pads. Pride, make every room a bathroom. Really? Is that the title? Because as the writer, I was thinking of naming it Dancing with Ophelia. Don't overthink this. It's a classic love story. Boy meets girl. Girl gets kidnapped by Asian dictator. Boy makes movie to get girl back. Girl's so grateful she does birthday things to boy. Boy falls asleep. You're forgetting boy meets girl's mother. They are creepily attracted to each other. What does that have to do with Avery and me? Just stick to the story, Lemon. Tell it exactly how it happened. If you get this right, gay men will be dressing up like Avery for Halloween for the next 20 years. Okay. Oh, speaking of Halloween, are you dressing up this year? Lemon, it's March. Because I'm going to be Mitt Rom Mummy. I call it. You can't steal it. Why wouldn't you be Mitt Zombie? Because I'm an idiot. Oh, come on, Liz. Think for like one second before you buy all that gauze. Poor Liz. That is a better name, though. Rit Zom- yeah, Mitt Zombie is a better... It flows a little better it than does. Mitt Rom Mommy. It's too many syllables in that. It's a mouthful. Rom Mommy. Rom Mommy. Rom Mommy. Yeah. Man, remember when he was relatively in the news more often than well he is i mean he was he has recently again in the last couple of years well it could be since he's been a senator yeah. but i mean if liz would have now she could have been written mom mom me because of the cover of put your records on by written mom me written mom mom me then that would be relevant I'm just gonna let you, let you sit in silence on that one again. <laughs> okay, you did pretty well. Um, I think your words, not mine. Uh, but so, that, like, we're gonna get to it here in a moment. But just the fact that they're fast tracking this whole production, 
And, you know, obviously Jack sort of sets him up for failure, sets himself up for failure by saying, tell the truth. And then at the table read, when they're all going through it, which that detail does, like the whole detail of all of Jack and Nancy's storyline seems a little unnecessary for the movie because it is about Avery, not so much about Jack. So I feel like that was not unnecessary, but like him telling her to tell the truth and she's telling the truth and then it backfiring on him. It's kind of like, did he not read through it at all before they got that far Apparently, in the production? Apparently she finished like, up and they went straight to table read and yeah. they they casted it pretty fast too. So good job, NBC. That's true. And they could afford Cynthia Nixon. Yeah. So that's something. But she, she wouldn't have been a senator at this time, right? She'd been in political... I don't think she's ever actually been elected. But this, um, this is definitely before she ran for governor yeah. a few years ago, yeah. So we come back from the opening. Uh, we're in the writer's room, and Jenna is just giving her speech without any interruptions, even though people are trying their best. <laughs> I didn't want to write a song for the film. I wanted to focus on making the film. What film? The Avery TV movie? But my manager, Gary Greasy, harangued me to write a song for the film. Oh, no. In her mind, she's already accepting an award for whatever this is. I need to thank my co-writers, Gary Greasy and Jesus, a homeless man I stole the melody from. We also filmed a video for the song for the film. Thank you. Kidnapped, my heart has been stolen. I am kidnapped, and I wonder for how long. My darling gone so far, but not forevermore. I am kidnapped. That's awesome! I didn't even realize your song was the original. What are you talking about? Weird Al! Knapsack, the zipper is broken on my knapsack. I lost my Bakugan Trapper, Keeper, Snakers, Bar Monsters hit the floor Broken knapsack What is that? Weird Al Yankovic parodied your song Like Michael Jackson's Eat It or Adele's Someone Likes Food <sighs> It's a huge honor Like when people want to see your boobs at Mardi Gras It's nothing like that I'm calling my lawyer Weird Al corrupted something beautiful That was written to distract Gary Greasy While he came down for meth so i have to say i was thinking that original song for like tv was a thing obviously just for the oscars but apparently it is a thing so that is a real because i was thinking like oh where would she to like submit her nomination right exactly because i guess so, so i guess one like the like the emmy actually had emmys have a ton of categories but they only show like a few on the main broadcast, like they have separate ceremonies for all the technical and other words. So apparently, song is one of them. So Jenna was throwing her hat in the ring. For Any notable like winners in the last few um, years or something that we might recognize? Let's see. And I assume there's like a caveat, like they have to be full songs. They can't just be like 15, 30 second. Um, yeah. Improv- in- improvisations or anything like that. So the most recent winner, oh, actually, that makes sense, was a song that was used in the climax of the season finale of Euphoria by uh, Labyrinth and Zendaya. But in terms of actual, like, famous or more popular songs, let's see. So a song from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, the musical, one day before. Oh, in 2018, Chance the Rapper, come back. Oh, for or, 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 I'm sorry, was he just the host? Yeah, come back, Barack. Well, it was the episode Chance the Rapper hosted. 
Um, I don't know if I haven't heard that song, so I don't know if he actually. I mean, I assume if he was the musical, if he was the host of that episode, he must have been on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not super familiar with it. Um, Crazy as Kimmy Schmidt. Hell no, from Breakable Kimmy Schmidt. I don't know that song. Oh, that's the um, that's the hell no. I'm not playing with you, but it's Titus's Lemonade song. That's a word. Oh, 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 you oh, got oh, t- oh. Wait, are these years? The nominations and the golden is the winner. The golden is the winner. Yeah. So oh, why is it? It was nominated. In, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, oh, yes. 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 Damn. Titus, you almost won an Emmy, buddy. Yeah. So it looks like a lot of the nominations are from either shows that are musicals or feature music music prominently, like that Empire, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Galavant, Glee. Um, there's songs from awards like SNL, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's songs from the Tonys and other award shows. Oh, The Good Fight. That's that was that was the season they did like all those like school schoolhouse rock parodies hmm. um but in terms of like i guess yeah inciting me schumer like it doesn't look like in term yeah like oh well pardon me Uh-oh. rural juror was nominated for best original song in 2013 the, from the, the series song. finale yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that's a fun song it's yeah. it's unintelligible because i mean that's the whole point is it's making fun of the rural juror stuff it's a cute little song i'm, I'm excited to revisit it here soon enough yeah. oh. that's like it's won a lot yeah i guess did it makes sense because lonely island win anything um i just saw i just had sex was that actually lonely island yeah that is lonely island so that yeah. one with akon i that would be 2007 2008 2009 oh i'm dick in a box so okay so like not necessarily like pop hits but songs that were like culturally known right okay i just Did, was it nominated? oh i'm sorry it was nominated oh, that okay. the, the justin timberlake monologue won for best original song that year hmm. oh, it must have been no it wouldn't have been the same episode but hmm. oh your your favorite song to listen to was nominated but it lost oh, to a song from monk version. Apparently, Monk had a song once. Oh, by Randy Newman. Well, there you go. Randy Newman. I write the song for Toy Story. So, right. So, okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, not necessarily like it's a lot it's, of comedy shows yeah, and musicals. Most, yeah, right. Shows that. Oh, Matt TV won one back in the day. No way. Oh, High School Musical was nominated for a couple. That makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, they're TV movies. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm not going to keep scrolling past no. before 2000. Oh, Family Guy won one almost 20 years ago. Oh, that's a good one. So, okay, I'm going to stop now. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, it is definitely a real category. It's just not as highly touted or uh, yeah. notarized, I guess. Or not notarized, but yeah, notarized. It isn't presented on, like, the main network. Yeah. Evening broadcast, I guess. Anyway, the point is, it's a real award, and it is impressive that she wrote it even before they had their first table read, so... Um, and got a performance slot. Well, I guess got obviously it. synergy with Fallon, but still. Produced it, had a video made for it, was able to get that video somewhere out well before the movie's even done. So, I mean, this Before whole the thing, script's even finished being written. Like, there's so be, many steps that this thing essentially yeah. skips to get where it yeah. is. I know. We're TG2 They're premiering the movie in a couple of days, so they have to do everything really fast. I guess. But, like, <laughs> if all of this production falls through, there's just an unused... There's a song now out there for an unused movie that... I'm sure that happens a lot, yeah. but... We'll also put that song together, and Weird Al had time to... Yeah. ...write a parody, yeah. film a video parody of that song parody, and have it go viral. Yeah. So... Somehow more viral than Jenna's song, which... 
you feel like the company would probably promote more because it's an you know, in-house production kind of thing. But I mean, Weird Al obviously has more name recognition. Yeah. So it makes sense. But we'll talk more about that. But the thing is, Al 30 Rock does not live by normal time constraints, as we have learned. So why not put together a movie from nothing to airing in yeah, less I mean, than a week? Yeah, we don't know how much time goes by in this episode, but we'll assume it's a week just because normal TV structures, everything happens within a week span. So. Oh, 30 Rock, you magical time machine, you. Uh, meanwhile, in Liz's office, she's greeted with Kenneth, who is basically begging for a job. My father wore this to his high school prom. The theme was enchantment under the Jim Crow laws. So what's up? Well, as you know, I recently had a minor setback in my goal to become president of television. But I'm ready to start over again at the bottom. Well, we're not really hiring now. I'll do anything except work in the sound department. Those guys are beautiful geniuses. Holes. Look, I'm sorry, Kenneth. It's just the budget's really tight. OK. but. If anything comes up, put a message in a bottle and throw it in the river. That's where I go every day to fish for shoes. Say, old janitor, do you know if they're hiring in maintenance? Oh, we're always looking for the next generation of janitors. Throw your resume away on the fourth floor and we'll be in touch. All right, Kenneth Luck is turning around with a job offer. So you go, Kenneth. I like that they put their applications in the trash. Yeah. That makes sense. That's a fun little joke, too. And it's, it's got, like, specific. So it's like they know it's not every floor. But, like, <laughs> specifically on the fourth floor, we'll be in touch. That's a super funny joke. Also, that that whole uh, audio gag of making fun of sound sound editor, sound design, and then editing in uh, something after the fact to be, you know, positive and complimentary as opposed They're to... They're awesome genius holes. <laughs> Beautiful genius. They're beautiful holes. genius holes. Yeah, and the, the, the joke comes back. It's easy to miss in the at the in the end credit scene when uh, Weird Al's doing his his parody song of the Thirty Rock theme, where uh, it's something along the lines of how he's deriding the fact that the ratings are slow, uh, but they you know pipe in the ratings are awesome and things like that. But we'll get there. We'll get there. But meanwhile, on the Thirty Rock or the the TGS sounds st- or I don't know if it's TGS. On a soundstage, uh, the table read for Kidnapped by Danger, I'm not going to say the full title, uh, is ready to begin. Okay, everyone. Welcome to the table read for Kidnapped by Danger, the Avery Jessup story brought to you with limited commercial interruptions by Pride Pad. Pride, the world is your toilet. Written by Elizabeth Diablo Lennon. We open on a Midtown restaurant. Jack Donaghy, 50s, big Irish head, sips drinks with Avery, 30s. Avery, do you believe in love at first sight? I believe in two things, fast money and fast curves. We smash cut to a night of passion in a completely dark room. Bathing suit areas get a workout. Interior hotel room. One month later, Jack sits on the bed in a tuxedo. His cell phone rings. Jack, where are you? We reveal Jack's high school sweetheart, Nancy Donovan, in bed next to him. Jack, who's calling you at such a wicked late hour? Your mother? Jack looks around the wedding reception. Across the way, his friend lives. Think Courtney Cox dances with a handsome pilot. Think a young Fred Grandy. Jack turns to Nancy. I love you, Nancy. I want to marry you. Stop it, Jack. Avery's here, and she's knocked up. Jack looks shocked. You got to do the right thing. I'll miss you, Jack. Go, Red Sox. 
My character seems so passive. I mean, what if I were like, I need to sleep with you both one more time to decide. I don't know, I'm not a writer, but do that. Yeah, Liz, am I going too big on the accent? No, that's how people from Boston sound to me. Great. I'm at my office now. Hey, you have amazing skin. I'm married to a woman. I got four inches of steel that might change your mind. Yeah, so obviously the the joke of Liz's name of making her middle name Diablo is off Diablo Cody, but even 2012, like, was she was she a considered a flash in the pan? Because she had Juno and she had a couple things since then, but she hadn't had anything that set fire. Same as Juno, right? So I she guess. Been a little bit of a sort of. I mean, 2012 Young Adult came out the year before, and that was like it wasn't a massive like commercial success, but I feel like it was a big critical. Mm-hmm success and especially for for charlie Theron in that role so i i don't know i think she had like kind of a juno was such like a lightning rod mm-hmm. that i think it gave her a cachet that carried past even though like she didn't have any projects that were quite as big yeah. for i mean i guess she has hasn't had anything as big as that since then but she's she's been i mean she's steadily worked yeah. yeah good for her you go coach so. diablo cody and next up is the power puff girls reboot on the cw that'd be interesting to see how that goes because it's live action, so already iffy. But also, like, if it's CW, they're probably going to try and make it, like, edgy, borderline cringy, like, yeah. edgelord hard kind of... But, I mean, she has kind of an, a, I mean, a, an acidic, like... Yeah, and it, not, not, not even, I'm just saying, like, the CW aesthetic in the last few years has really yeah. been, like, try hard. I guess. I mean, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I mean, if, it, if it's at the same time as that, I mean, that was a pretty left field in terms of typical CW. Like, I mean, it was very... Yeah, but I'm, I feel like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was the minimal compared to, like, the Riverdale, the Teen Titans, and all those Well, I'm saying, yeah, it's, it's much different. Movies. Like, it's much, much different from that. So I'm yeah. saying if it's more Crazy Ex-Girlfriend than... The other CW shows, and it could be. I mean, I, I have no idea what they're going for, but yeah. it's so I say, I, I mean, yeah, so not, it's not, maybe it won't be as necessarily as cheesy or cringy as, but I mean, Hopefully we'll have not. to see. Hopefully not. Yeah. Speaking of the CW, did you see they picked up a spinoff of What We Do in the Shadows, the original movie, not the TV mm-hmm. show? That's yeah. Interesting. We'll see how that goes, um, just because, like, it looks like it's about unrelated characters yeah. they look like uh like a police force or something like that some sort of security team so we'll see how that goes but uh anywho hmm. oh spinoffs of the spinoffs or spinoffs of adaptations i don't know if, i don't think there's really been a super successful one i'll have to look into that anyway so the one thing that i don't know if they tried to do it or if they could have done it or if it's just me thinking it would have been Amazing if they would have pulled it off, but they have Cynthia Nixon playing um, Nancy, which is mm-hmm. funny. But I would have died if they had Julianne Moore as Julianne Moore playing, playing Nancy. Nancy. Oh my god, that would have been great! Like, and I don't know if they tried to do it and it didn't work out scheduling wise, but like to me, like I like, like she's that her normal voice exactly. Like she dips it's Julianne Moore that. as Julianne Moore, like just as Cynthia Nixon is playing Cynthia Nixon, but right. still. I, I guess doing right, doing playing the character of Nancy oh, in Murder by da- Kidnapped by Danger. Like I would, <laughs> surely that came up as an idea. Like yeah. they were like, we have to. Do that. I mean, it would be super meta. It would be super weird, and there would probably be people like, what does this mean? But I, know, I think because like Julianne Moore, is she British? No, she's, she's just, American. Yeah. yeah, 
but she definitely does not have that very, as Liz says, that's how Boston people sound to me. <laughs> uh, she doesn't have an accent anywhere close to that. So for yeah. her to be in the table read and say like something in her normal accent and then do the over the top Boston, oh, that would have been perfect. And that would have been a very 30 Rock thing to do. Like it would fit, I mean, it would, yeah, it would fit the tone of the show. Cause like some yeah. shows, I, I don't know, I guess that could come off as a little like too much, but to me that would have yeah. been amazing and would have fit this what they It would be the was. same as having William Baldwin playing Alec Baldwin. Right. Like I mean that's that's maybe they didn't want to have that joke doing the having that joke hit twice of having a Baldwin play a Baldwin and Nancy Sullivan or uh <laughs> Julianne Moore mm-hmm. playing Julianne Moore playing a character she's already played, like yeah. But that would have been fantastic. But I, I really do hope that was definitely something they wanted to do and just couldn't work it out. Yeah. That would have been that would have been a fantastic moment. She didn't even like she wouldn't even need to be in any of those scenes. Just have her at the table read, give her one or two lines, right. and that's the joke. That's it. You don't see her because we don't see Cynthia Nixon anymore after this. That's so true. It's just like yeah. it would have just been perfect. So good job. We'll go back in time and we'll pitch that joke and see how it goes. <laughs> uh, meanwhile. <clears throat> Jenna gets some bad news from Tracy about whether she should uh, chase this weird owl phenomenon and shut him down. Sid, how long will it take to get a cease and desist order against Weird Al Yankovic? Oh, that's too bad. Did they also take away your handgun license? Don't do it, J-Mo. You don't want to mess with Weird Al. Oh, please. I'm not afraid of anyone in show business. I turned down intercourse with Harvey Weinstein on no less than three occasions out of five. I'm telling you, just let him do it. Eminem back down, Lady Gaga back down. Tracy, I'm supposed to perform my song on Fallon tonight. I can't do that now. It's ruined. I'll have to write a new song. Don't you understand? He's going to parody you again. That's what he does. That's all he does. You can't stop him. Unless... I write a song that can't be parodied. Impossible. What do you think Phil Collins was trying to do with Susudio? Which Weird Al famously parodied as Soup Supio. I'm not saying it'll be easy, but if anyone in the world is talented enough to pull it off... I'll make coffee. You also make coffee. After the coffee contest, we'll start working. <sighs> yeah, as far as I know, in, in his career, the only time he's been expressly told no, because... Legally, he does not have to get anyone's clearance to do parodies. He's able to do them free. But he, as a person, is just so genuinely nice that he always goes out of his way to seek the yay or nay of the original artist. And the only time he ever got in trouble for it was obviously uh, Coolio's Gangsta Paradise when he did Amish Paradise. He, oh, Coolio, right. Coolio was... Uh, it, it was just a miscommunication on Weird Al's team. Someone sent the request to Coolio's team. They said no, but I guess it never got back to Weird Al that he, they said no, so he went ahead with it. And then that small little kerfuffle happened uh, because Coolio was very adamant about the protection of the, what the song is about. I feel like it didn't need a parody kind of thing. But as far as I know, that's the only incident he's ever had a run-in with anyone having a problem with one of his parodies. So that's good. Yeah. Bye, bye. Do you have familiarity with Weird Al? I feel like I feel like most people our age are aware of him, but mm-hmm. I, I know he's yeah. In so in I guess this would have been about ninety nine or so. Like he had that what was it called Poca Power or Poca? It, it was basically like a, 
uh, one of his parody like compilation where it was yeah, like yeah, a three yeah. or four minute polka song that covers that, pop a bunch of current pop songs. So it was around ninety eight, ninety nine, and the lo- our local um, like pop radio station like played it a lot. Hmm. So they played that specific yeah song. specifically oh, that one. Yeah. So I, I remember that, I and I actually been... think that I bought or my parents bought me. I can't remember around that time. Though I think that was the Running with Scissors album. I think so because that was the one that contained the American Pie Star Wars Episode One parody, and that movie came out in '99. Okay. So that should track. That it'll be Running with Scissors because Poodle Hat was the follow up a couple of years later. Okay. So it's most likely Running with Scissors, yeah. which is just a fan. It's a fantastic name, honestly. But also the cover, I distinctly remember it's him like running track and field, and he's running with like just a pair of a giant pair of hedge clippers, I think, just like cheering and yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I remember that album. But yeah, I don't. Uh, that was about the time that like my brother and I were able to like buy like afford to buy our own albums. So I, I do know Running with Scissors was like our first official Weird Al yeah album. So. But, I mean, he's been around 30, 35 years now. I think he's essentially retired. I don't think he's reduced, uh, producing any more music after his Manifest Destiny, Manifest something Manifest album that was almost probably about 10 years old now. Um, but I think he's just on and off sort of making parody songs as he comes to those. He's not really releasing albums anymore. Yeah, I I haven't heard a new song from him, I don't think, in a while. Yeah. And he's doing, I think more acting and stuff because mm. he he was a recurring character he was uh, uh the show work in progress on showtime um which is a, 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 a very like little known little watch show but excellent show anyway he plays the fictional husband of julia sweeney in so like julia sweeney plays herself and he plays himself and they I guess it, within the show, they're married to each other. Like they're not married in real life, mm-hmm. but they're playing like fictionalized versions Julia of themselves. Julia Sweeney, remind me of that. SNL. She, I guess, most famously Pat. And oh, well, the, the reason okay. why that show is so part of the reason why that show is so interesting is like they're not the main character. So the main character is a comedian um, whose name is Addie McEnany, who's a, like, like a like a I guess a bull dyke lesbian. Anyway, so part of the thing of that show is like when she was in college, Pat was a super popular character on mm-hmm. SNL. So it like. People made called her Pat, made fun of her for it. Mm. So like Julia Sweeney play, like plays herself, and it's like in a way, it's like I don't know, it's sort of like she is reckoning with the effects of of that Pat character yeah, that, and, and how reverberated out to real people. And I mean, it's 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 I mean, it's actually like a super funny like I mean that makes it sound like it's like this like I mean it, it does like have like interesting issues like that, but it's actually like really funny. Anyway, I don't know if anyone watched it. Like it did get renewed for a second season, but it was so good. And anyway, to bring it back, yes, Weird Al was recurring as the husband of Julius Yeah, no, um, so. I think he's one of the few celebrities that, like, there's no ill will about him. Like, there's no, there's no bad anything about him. Like, he just seems like the most genuine, sweet kind of entertainer out there. Um, I think there was there was a moment where. He was on tour, and I think, yeah, so his parents passed away, like, in the middle of his tour. They had, like, a, um, um, what's it called? It starts with an M. You have radar detectors for it. Uh, a gas. Monoxide. Oh, carbon monoxide. Yeah, they had monoxide leaving their house, and they passed away from it. Oh, He's in the middle of the tour, and 
he's so selfless that he's like, no, people have paid money to come to my concert. I need to still perform for them. But it's obviously a therapeutic thing for him as well. It's like, if I go and focus on that, I'll be less sad than having to deal with the kind of reality of my parents passing. But like, I don't know, he just seems like a really outstanding kind of person that it's like hard to hate him. He's just so charming, I think. I'd like to meet him one day. I don't think that'll happen, but I don't know, he just seems like a genuinely nice guy. But, you know, there was, I think he did a tour relatively recently. It's probably been a few years now, but where he, he did a tour where he only sang his original songs. He didn't sing any of his parody songs. Oh, that's interesting. Um, Which, I mean, he's got a huge backlog of those um, that could probably feel like a multi-year tour of doing all those. For sure, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Weird Al's a good guy. Good Weird Al. Please don't let me eat my words. (laughs) Nothing horrible comes out with you, like the Harvey Weinstein joke that Oh, right, we didn't even even talk about that, but yes, yes. So incredibly dark joke. In another another episode of 30 Rock, talking about something that was happening in Hollywood long before it became public discussion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yikes. All right, finally back in Jack's office, uh, she he is confronting Liz about the truth that she is uh, telling in the tell-all uh, made-for-TV movie, and they get a visitor in Diana. Really, Lemon? You had to include Nancy Donovan in your screenplay? You told me to write it exactly how it happened. That's not how it happened. You took the facts and you twisted them like Chubby Checker took the traditional standing dance and made a mockery of it with the twist. This is a love story, Lemon. You clearly have no idea how to write romance. Hey, you wouldn't say that if you read my Mythbusters fan fiction. It is sexy. And you're welcome for not twisting any more facts, like the fact that Nancy got divorced for you with no idea that you'd already gotten another woman pregnant. And when Avery abandoned you for her career, you told her to go. Jack, we need to talk. Now there's this hot slut. Hi, I'm Liz. I work for Jack. Diana Jessup. And I'm glad to see the end game of feminism is women dressing like Dennis the Menace at work. Diana, I wasn't expecting you. It has come to my attention that a television movie is being made about my daughter. I knew you would not approve. Because it's crass, Jack, like personalized wedding vows or standing up in a pool. And to hear about it the way I did, my housekeeper started screaming. Jenna Maruni, la exnovia de Pablo Escobar y la presentadora de su juda de Nickelodeon México, hará el papel de la reportera secuestrada Avery Jessup en una película americana patrocinada por Pride. Pride mantenga una alcantarilla privada en sus pantalones. I should have called, but I thought it would be awkward. I, I mean, I thought you would disapprove, not that there's anything awkward uh, between us. Of course, there's no other reason it would be awkward. And I didn't dream that I was a sex slave to a squid-like alien with your head. Jack, if this TV movie will help, then I won't stand in the way of it. But I am going to stay here and make sure the Jessup name is not soiled. Of course, I'd love to have you. I mean, as a guest, not uh, under a waterfall. I'm going to go freshen up. The train was disgusting. I flew here, but I saw a train from the window. What are you doing? Leave. No, this is weird, and I am not letting it get any weirder. All my life, I have been the third wheel that prevents people from having sex. Well, movie's over, Lizzie. Why don't you head on up to bed? Are you kidding? It's your anniversary. We're celebrating. Let's get these scabs off my knee. In college, they called me the blocker. Uh, I don't need a chaperone. I'm sorry, but you're stressed and you're lonely, and that woman has flawless skin like an organic chicken. I haven't had lunch. Oh, you're still here. That's what they all say. 
trust Liz Lemon to put a positive spin on being a cock blocker and find right. a useful situation for it. At least she's aware of it, though. Um, it, they could have gone the route of, I don't know, like, I guess they couldn't have, but the fact that she's aware of it and so proud of it. I mean, like, that's very, that's very Liz, Liz Lemon, yeah. I feel like. I feel like she probably would have been an RA in college, too. And then, like, oh, a really I could see that. insufferable RA. Yeah. But uh, funny enough, yesterday uh, while I was walking the dog, uh, or anyway, just the, the way things pop into my head, I was remembering back in, I guess this would have been post high school, where just so, I mean, I, this is dumb, just the dumb teenager thing to do, but I remember. Like, not being, like, I guess it would be obliviousness, but not being, like, stupidly oblivious, just, I remember texting a friend, like, hey, let's hang out, or, you know, hey, what are you doing tomorrow, let's make plans, or something like that. And I kept getting those, like, one or two word replies, like, not now, or something like that, just, like, that you should pick up on, like, they're busy. I mean, but in my head, I'm like, if you're busy enough to reply that, you can reply something a little bit more official or more i don't know anyway i the like why why are you replying if you're busy why are you replying is what i'm saying anyway the reply chain keeps going and then um eventually the girl that he was seeing at the time sort of takes over she's like hey it's so and so we're about to have sex and oh just like, god it was just like okay and then i stopped i didn't reply back or anything but i was like why the fuck are you why are you replying then like that's just don't answer it. Like, it's not like I sent you five in a row and it was like, hey, answer, hey, answer, answer. I sent you a message, you replied back, and then I replied back. Just don't reply. It's like if someone calls you, you don't want to talk, do you answer the phone and say, hey, don't, I'm not ready to talk right now? No, you just don't answer. You let it go to voicemail. So, I'm, I'm saying I was in the wrong, but I wasn't fully in the wrong, is all I'm saying. What was the genesis of that story? I, I literally have no idea. Literally just walking around our neighborhood and it just popped in my head. I was like, hey, you remember this dumb thing you did when you were young? <laughs> well, you're going to remember all of it now. And um, it, But it sort of a, it popped into my head now because of the whole cock blocker thing, which I didn't cock block right. this person. But Well, that would have been I could have, quite um, powerful to cock block when not even being in the same location. Yeah. But I just, why are you... Better luck next time. Yeah, there's always next time. Anyway. Meanwhile, uh, Kenneth has his new job as a janitor. Uh, meanwhile, William Baldwin, is, I guess Billy Baldwin, yes. um, is doing his method acting to get into Jack's uh, role and, and to, to understand and play him better. Uh, meanwhile, Jenna and Tracy are still trying to figure out how to weird Al weird Al. Okay, how about this? Don't say goodbye. Are you kidding me? Don't eat that pie. Don't eat my fries. Don't wear that tie. Don't smell that guy. We got to be better than this. All right. These lonely eyes. I'm sorry. Did you just say baloney thighs? Because that's the name of the boat where I was going to buy with the money he makes off you, dumb bitch. I'm sorry. I just care too much. We might as well just write a song about pizza because at the end of the day, that's what it's going to be. Oh, my God. If we did that, he'd be powerless. There's nothing you can change pizza to. Because it's already weird. Exactly. Weird Al's about to get a taste of his own medicine. I'm Jack Donaghy. I am Jack Donaghy. Oh, God. This iced tea is so strong. 
Lance. I mean, Jack. What do you need, Diana? I'm very busy right now. I've got to get to the bottom of this business case. I wonder if you might say something negative about Obama for me. Hope? More like nope. And what is your opinion on hybrid cars? Prius is the Latin word for impotence. <sighs> Rosé wine. Pairs well with failed suicide. Oh. oh. You know, hey, this has been great practice, but I'm late for a tooth whitening appointment and they just freak out if you don't give them 24 hours. No, 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 no. Stay in character. There hasn't been a good non-boat painting in 5,000 years. Oh. Sometimes to prevent monkey business, we must create it. The blocker. <laughs> I don't think we fully set up that scene. That was one of the... Uh, moments we missed while uh, William Baldwin is Billy Baldwin. Whatever, it's the same. I um, think that people call him Billy. No, I think he goes by Billy, but his actual name anyway. Uh, oh, Billy short for William. You don't yeah, say. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, uh, Liz, in order to uh, help Diana get over her infatuation with Jack, sets her up to go with the person who's the next best thing, and the guy that's trying to be Jack. So. She sort of pushes Diana into um, Lance's arms, uh, and he's—I mean—he's doing a pretty good job as Jack. Like he's got the vocals down. He's doing like that deep gruffness that. Uh, yeah. But I mean, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I guess, like, is that saying that Diana is strictly attracted to his personality and his voice more than just his looks? Because not to say that Billy Baldwin's unattractive, but I mean, like, Jack has a very distinctive look, and this guy's just sort of like. Like playfully emulating it, so it's like it's not exactly one to one. Well, yeah, but I mean, he looks a lot alike. He looks a lot like him for obvious reasons, and, and we I mean, all look the same in the dark. So all just turn true. the lights out. But I mean, the voice—I mean, the voice is really uncanny. I mean, again, yeah. like if it's your brother, I guess it's it's easier to imitate. But still, I mean, it's a pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'd say I'm, I mean almost perfect, like yeah. replica of Alec Baldwin's voice as Jack Donaghy. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I think the point is just his, she's attracted to that essence. And I mean, it's, I don't know, it's close enough that mm-hmm. it's almost like the real thing, I suppose. Almost like the real. So he's the Pepsi to Jack's Coke. Or Jack's. There we go. That's a good. Or he's the Coke yes. to Jack's Pepsi. And Stephen Baldwin's the RC Cola. What's the fourth Baldwin? I don't remember what that one is. But he's the, he's the Walmart brand. He's the great value brand. That's not very nice. Yikes. Well. Uh, Daniel Baldwin. Hmm. He well, he look, he looks, looks like, like the Walmart brand. He, he definitely, definitely oh, he definitely like, looks uh, like their sibling. Yeah, he de- he and Billy definitely look very similar. Stephen Baldwin is he's got lighter hair, right? Uh, I I guess maybe. God, he looks like one of the Trump kids in that first picture there. What's the, what's the dumb one, Eric? Yeah. yeah, I mean they're both dumb, but he's especially dumb. Yes, Stephen. Well, yeah, no, sorry. Stephen Baldwin is the is the religious one, and oh. Haley Baldwin Bieber, whatever, is his daughter. Really? Yeah. Yikes! Good for her, I guess. Anyway, we yeah. definitely don't need to discuss <laughs> the Bieber clan. The so. Bieber clan. Oh, Bieber. So Liz is doing her best to uh, block. Jack and Diana, and it's working. Uh, she seems very infatuated with Lance. Uh, meanwhile, Jack is desperate to uh, figure out uh, a way to block the blocker. 
reason I can't write this the way you want it. I don't care if it's Nancy or Diana or your insistence that the Jack character have an awesome catchphrase. An idea that's off the charts, Kimosabi. You're living in a dream world. Apparently, because I thought you were a writer. Hey, I'm trying to help you. Who do you think got Diana and Lance together? The blocker. But of course that doesn't bother you, right? Because there's nothing going on between you and Diana, and your relationship with Avery was perfect, and the only problem is that I can't write. That pretty much sums it up. You're fired, Lemon. I'll write this thing myself. Fine. But you are in denial about your life. It's not a way out. <laughs> That's a funny callback to the end of the scene where I guess the iced tea and mm. whiskey got uh, switched. Right. Yeah. That's a typical uh, t- a typical sitcom thing. Is anytime they're drinking quote unquote alcohol or whiskey, it's usually just iced tea, and then the. Like you said, in the previous scene with Diana in uh, Lance's office, he's drinking what he thinks is iced tea, and it is turning out to it's be very strong whiskey iced tea. or bourbon. And then Jack's on the other end where he's drinking the iced tea in the faux uh, Jack's uh, office that they've set up. But there's a f- couple of fun visual jokes when Diana and uh, Lance are leaving the scene. He's looking out this single like stand window that's, what, five feet by seven feet? Like It's not a full window, but he's like peering behind it. Although there's all this open space between them. And then at the very end of the scene, he's doing the exact same thing. Like, it's just such a silly, unnecessary moment, but it's funny. Okay. We'll try that again. Because what else does Jack do but stare out windows and... And drink his... Pronounce... (laughs) Not witticisms, I don't know. Pronounce... I don't know. Catchphrases. Sure. Yeah, it's off the charts, Kimosabe. Speaking of blockers, have you ever seen the movie Blockers? Uh, is that the one John Cena. from years ago? Uh, no, I do remember it. Um, it seemed like it'd either be like really funny or it'd be like, I'm not laughing at any of this. So it seems like if you're liking it, it's probably... Yeah, it, it was cute. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like the most outreachly hilarious comedy that... I've seen or anything like that, but it was it was it was pretty good. Yeah, but that's the thing where basically the parents are afraid their kids are gonna have sex, so they just are like going out of their way to prevent it. Yeah, I think I, I think it's because it's three teenage girls who are the main characters, are, and I think well, that the main characters they're they're the whatever they're the main teenage characters at least, and I think it's that they make a pact that they want to get laid on, on prom, prom night. Yeah. I think it's been a while, it's been a little while since I've seen it now, but I think that's a basic premise, and I don't know if like they parents find that out or they just want to stop him from doing it because it's a prom night but anyway yes <laughs> it must have been really and good hijinks and soup well it's been no, I mean, it's been you can't remember every play it's easier to remember um, all you th- the general feeling of how you thought about it than like all the plot yeah, details yeah. Yeah. it's weird to me like john cena's not a bigger star than he could be yeah or i feel like obviously you could argue he should be because like he definitely had the same trajectory as like the rock in terms of you know pro wrestler great charisma should have been able to parlay that into yeah. a really... I mean, not that The Rock had a super successful, like, in terms of award-winning or critically No, praised, but he had, like... But he's I, had a huge, like, number of blockbusters, and, like, yeah. he's obviously part of the Fast and the Furious franchise now, and even a spinoff of that. So, like, he he's, like, he's a huge household name, and, like, John Cena's a household name, but he just doesn't have the same... Well, he just never 
has had at least not yet a big breakout role. No. And the fact that he's gonna host co-host Wipeout now is like, I mean, that's I'm sure that's like a great gig, but it's like, I mean, it's a great like like I I, like I think it's a great gig for Nicole Byer for John Cena. It's like it's not the it's not indicative of someone who's gonna become like a huge rock style star, but. I mean, I don't know if that means that that big breakout role may still be to come, or it may be that like this is that he's going to settle into kind of this. Yeah, I mean, comfortable like you yeah, know, like but he not doesn't really need the huge. big blockbuster roles or anything like that. But I mean, it's just weird to think that he was almost there multiple times and yeah. he still hasn't quite reached that same uh, stardom. Uh, but yeah, hmm. maybe one day. But yeah, I mean, well, I guess his next big project outside of Wipeout is he's in the Suicide Squad reboot, mm. which uh, mm. the first one, good lord, yeah, I was gonna say, mess, so. but James Gunn's attached to this, mm. and he did, he's well, done great. That could be his breakout role then, if it, if it, yeah, if he's is given enough time, super successful, and, and, and he's given yeah. the right job to do, yeah, yeah he could. Um, well, we'll just have to. He might uh, break out of that. Stay tuned, yeah. Not that the, I mean, comparatively, The Rock didn't have like an immediate success uh, once he started getting into films. But even after like ten years, he was doing well. John Cena's been doing them ten plus years. He just hasn't quite reached the same level. But he also doesn't really need the money that much anyway. Well, the Rock didn't need the money before he became no, a mega star either. He's got so much money now. <laughs> Future president yeah. Dwayne Johnson. Fingers crossed. Just I kidding. Mean, he, he's going to be running, running Republican or third party, so it's not really. I say, well, not, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not so. I don't know. Because he, he endorsed Biden, I think, publicly before this last election. But five years ago, you know, that would have sounded. The Republican Party is going to be much different or non existent in the next four that years. That could be true. Who knows? Anyway, five <laughs> years ago, that would have sounded ridiculous. But now it's like, oh, maybe he will be the president because who knows what happens anymore? Hmm. Anywho. It's an unpredictable landscape, I guess. Anyway, on yeah. Jimmy Fallon, um, Jenna debuts her brand new song, completely unknown to anyone else there. Like she didn't clear it with anybody. Now here to sing her original song from the upcoming NBC television event, "Kidnapped by Danger," the very talented Jenna Maroney. I've never been kissed like that, Jack. It's because we're so in love, Avery. That's why we're perfect, Avery. Make love to me now. This is garbage. <sighs> Mr. Subas, your wife is on the phone. She's making dinner, and she wants to know if you found any prosciutto today. Why are you dressed like a janitor? It's my new job. But you just got promoted. Well, I've had a few setbacks, but only a quitter quits, sir. So... Here I am, starting back up the ladder to my dreams. My career dreams, not the dream where those two tennis sisters chase me. 
You really are an extraordinary young man, Kenneth. No matter what happens, you always keep your chin up. Medically, it's a neck ridge. I mean, look at you. You're not just back where you started. You're doing worse. And even if other people say to you, your life is a mess, stop looking at your mother-in-law. I can't write your movie. You stay positive. You always believe that everything is going to work out. How do you do it? Well, I'll tell you my secret, sir. I lie to myself. Every morning when I wake up, I say everything's going to be okay, but I'm lying. And I don't know how much longer I can do it. Have a swell night, sir. That's got to be a really horrible life. Especially knowing how long he's lived. Like, and will live. Well, I, mean, I guess once it pays off and he does have a successful life, he can stop lying to himself, but until he gets that point. Yeah. Good lord. But there, there's another reference to immortality because he, earlier when they're talking about the food, he says something about, like, I. So something about I can eat those forever or something like that, mm-hmm. but, like, it's another it's another link to him, him being immortal. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, like, there was, I feel like I pointed this out, long, you remember long, long ago in the season one episode, um, where Devin Banks is introduced and Jack is sort of toying around the uh, the studio and he says, here's Kenneth, and Kenneth started off with a page, you know, and one day he might have your job or your job, and then Kenneth points to the janitor and goes, or his job, five years later. What a callback. Good, either really good continuity, like they've planned that the entire time, well, I don't think, or it's a coincidence. But Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's the third thing where it wasn't intended to be foreshadowing necessarily, but when they were writing this, they were like, hey, remember that when yeah, that happened first that's, season? Yeah, like, it's, it's likely that's the, yeah. the most logical uh, ending. Yeah. Also in Jenna's song, for some reason, the line that cracks me up is when she says, I eat broccolis, and rhymes the broccolis with cheese. Yeah, it's a stretch. Silly. Um, but, can't, but I wonder if that's Tracy Lyon, because like, he cheers. He's like, Kingslayer! Like, I don't know. I, I, he's proud of it. But yeah, I wish we got a full song of it. That would have been super fun. Speaking of Jenna's song, in the writer's room, Weird Al already hard at work. Let me guess, you're all watching my triumph on Fallon last night. No, you gotta see this. Daddy's fighting overseas. Lord, keep him safe from army, please. Can't make up for time that's passed. But now he's coming home at last. Heart so proud, heart so proud. Daddy makes my heart so proud. Yankovic. He reversed the parody. He normal Aldus. us. I feel so honored. I gotta go call my dad and thank him. You know he was stationed at Pearl Harbor during the Korean War? Well, congratulations, Levin. You were right. I've been lying to myself. Maybe my whole marriage to Avery was a lie. Whoa, no. That's not what I was saying. Everyone lies to themselves. I mean, I refuse to buy larger underwear, and it looks like when you tie a string around a roast. Okay, so we agree. Things are complicated. But that doesn't mean you can't figure it all out. You just have to get Avery home first. How? Lemon, we can't make this movie. Yes, we can. We just have to do what you've been doing all along. Lie to everybody. I'll never let you get 
capture my wife from here. On the top of the Empire State Building. Freeze! Freeze me! Yes! Nothing can keep us apart. Our love is off the charts, Kimasabe. I am kidnapped. Cut! Alright! It's a wrap! Alright, now let's hurry up and edit this thing. It's on in two days. Seriously, man. Call me. I want to board with you at Big Bear, right? Uh, Lance, I want to thank you for your professionalism on this project. Thanks, Jack. If it weren't for this gig, I never would have hooked up with Diana. I'm not one to tell tales out of school, but she's a real hotshot at boinking. She boinks like a dog. I'm not a writer. She made me boinker this morning, and at first I was like, please. I get it, Lance. Uh, thank you. Wow, it's just good to be uh, Lance Drake Mandrell again. Get back to doing the things I love, like getting high and going to the planetarium. So, thank you, Jack. Hopefully the next time we see each other, Avery will be home. It'll all work out, Jack. Thanks, Lemon. And uh, thank the blocker for me. Hey, when this movie airs, can my name be the first credit that comes up at the end? Oh, this is a group process, Lemon. Don't be an egomaniac. That's a labor joke, but Lord Michaels is an egomaniac. He's produced a lot of really great things, though, so... Name one. Means World 1 and 2. Well, I didn't say 30, right? I mean, it's obvious. We're doing a podcast that doesn't need to be said. Also, SNL, arguably one of the longer-running shows in history. Arguably, or just it, it is one of the longer-running shows in history. It hasn't beat 60 Minutes yet, but... It hasn't beat 60 Minutes, but... Does that, does that air consecutive? They have to have, like, a break period, right? For 60, 60 minutes. minutes? I don't know, but since this is nonfiction, I mean, I, th- so I think it's... every episode every week? I don't know if, like, every, every, every single week, like, they don't take a week break ever, like, probably around the holidays and maybe sometimes yeah. in the summer, too, but, I mean... It, but, but, I mean, in terms of being on as, like, a regular, regularly seasonal airing show, yeah. it's been on for... I don't even... How many years? 53 seasons. Yeah. A long time ago, was it? As of, well, I need to update that, but as of 2017, it was at 2,300 episodes. So Good heavens. They're doing 40 to 50 a year. So you, you said 2,300 episodes? As of December 3rd, 2017. So that would have been how many years at that point? That would be 53 minus 2017. Uh, from now, so uh, for, 53 minus 4. Yeah, 50, yeah. So that would be, I mean, 47, 46. so yeah. only taking off a few weeks a year, yeah. Probably just the holidays and maybe yeah. some of the summer. Yeah. Wow. Well, look at that. SNL doesn't air nearly as much every year. No, so. they do 20, 22 episodes a season. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess in terms of total years running, it has a better chance of catching it than total uh, episodes running. Yeah. Uh, so that is Kidnapped by Danger. Uh, Our credit scene is Weird Al doing, adding lyrics, I guess, to the 30 Rock um, theme song. Not for the first time. Well, this is the first time Weird Al is doing it, but... Right, right, right. Not the first time with 30 Rock. Yeah. Yeah, Because we'll get it again in the... uh, We had it twice in the live episode. I think we'll get it again in the upcoming live episodes. Um, But yeah, it's it's a mostly self-effacing kind of takedown of, you know... 
who knew we'd get this far? How are we still in the air? We love uh, the final line is uh, we love all our fans. Yes, both of you. Like it's just huh. so many ratings for Thirty Rock. Man, I mean, man, it's such a shame that like I don't know. Like I, I I'm not someone that cares about awards, but like it's usually the most award winning shows typically don't have the longest shelf life. Like, uh, I mean, seven seasons is pretty. No, seven seasons pretty is good. good for a network sitcom. Yeah, um, but I mean, still, like the final season was reduced and kind of shell, like kind of just pushed off. Like, it didn't feel like it got as much promotion as it as it could have. And the ratings for Thirty Rock were never consistently strong from the get go. So, uh, same as like Arrested Development. Well, Arrested like Development was. Got a got a much harsher treatment yeah. by its. Uh, um, well, I was going to say that. Network. I mean, I was going to say. I mean, its ratings were comparatively like way lower, even. Mm-hmm. But it got that horrible Friday night death slot, uh, in like season two, which was good because that's how I discovered it, and I like, immediately went out and fir- bought the first two seasons. But still, that show. I was actually thinking about because I just rewatched it a couple weeks ago, and I was just thinking like, man, if this show had continued and didn't have that what 10 year break between the series ending on Fox and picking back up on Netflix like just how much better it would have flowed how much more consistently it could have been as opposed to just that period just uh, it didn't need a return but man that show's still super funny (sighs) anyway uh, final thoughts on Kidnapped by Danger before we say adieu R.I.P. Jessica Walter. For real. That hurt, man. Like, reading that yesterday, like, I genuinely got choked up because I was like, oh, man. Because, like, she's been around for, obviously, she's been around multiple years, but, like, I kind of grew up with her. Like, she was the mom on Dinosaurs. Like, completely different from a Lucille Bluth character. Like, she was a more traditional, like, stay-at-home kind of mother character. Like, but uh, Archer, I mean, obviously, she did a a fantastic job on uh, Archer, which, from what I've read, she was able to do all of her lines for the upcoming season so it shouldn't make it too difficult to write her out for the if they return for a 13th season but yeah man i read a really funny anecdote about it yesterday so i guess she was on the original 90210 so or, so, or i don't know if she was a regular character but anyway i guess when they did the reboot on the cw i guess it's been a it's been a little while now mm-hmm. but anyway 10 15 years ago whenever it was they were having this press thing where I guess some of the older cast members came in to do press for it. And like she came an hour earlier than everyone else and like went in and sat down with the journalist who was writing the article and like did like an, I mean, had a, apparently an hour long freewheeling conversation. And he was like, okay, Aww. everyone is, you know, everyone's getting here now. Do you want to go down? She's like, no, I'm good. And she left. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so she got, I guess, plenty of press timing but she wasn't there for the the big event yeah well i mean if she was playing like a secondary character they probably would have not focused on her that much so she got in she got her time and then yeah. she's like yeah I'll let, I'll let everyone else get their time in i've done my duties but then yeah now that's 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 a huge uh huge loss honestly uh, yeah. she's 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 absolutely the best character on all of the rest of development by far uh, but yeah, she was just like a genuinely fantastic actress and everything I'd seen her in. Yeah, so. I read that she'd completed voice work on the most recent season of Marsha before she passed away. I just said that. Oh. I literally just said that. Oh, you can cut that then. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I forgot. You forgot or weren't paying attention? 
Both? Both. Ah, anyway. Uh, well, as always, thank you for joining us on Go To There. If you like what we're doing, rating and reviewing and all that fun stuff is going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you in next week's episode entitled The Shower Principle, wherein Jack struggles to come up with an inspired idea to expand the Cable Town Empire. Meanwhile, Liz attempts to break free from her repetitive lifestyle. That is a very vague uh, summary, so we'll just have to stay tuned and see what the shower principle holds. David, take us out. See you next time. That's right, the program is over. So now you can talk trash about it and vent your rage on your Twitter and Facebook page. Won't you join us again next week at 30 Rockefeller Plaza NYC where the ratings are awesome. Remarkably somehow we're still on the air. We'll just keep doing this weather. You like it or not, we really do love our fans. Pizza. I ate cheese. I ate lots of broccoli. I ate ice cream.